Before we get started today, yeah. Before we get started today, I I just wanted to share with you uh, that I now understand like people who go to spas and spa days. Really, I have experienced the tranquility that comes with a spa day. Have a so get this right, okay? I'm on a I'm on a mindful trip for November. Like uh, you guys, a mindful this. trip. A Is that the right trip? word? You're on a trip? <laughs> no, most probably not the right one. I am on a, uh, a, a, I told you guys I was doing a dopamine fast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. So what that meant is that it's I cut It's a very classy way of putting it. But yeah. It, it's down and it's very, it's very, I think I actually heard it from a uh, Joe Rogan <laughs> video on YouTube. No, it is a trip. But it made sense. Yeah. It made sense. Um, <clears throat> so... Like I've cut out social media. I practiced mindfulness through meditation and yoga and all this sort of stuff. So I thought towards the end of the week, the year, the year, the end of the month that I've been doing this, I will treat myself to something cool. So I've, I went and booked myself in for an infrared sauna and a flotation therapy. Okay. Explain so, both of those terms. Okay. So you know, a regular sauna, like, you know, you get in, there's a the bunch concept. of middle-aged Russians in there. That's, that's a bit racist. Middle-aged men with accents, <laughs> accents. Uh, and you know, there's pouring water on the hot rocks and hot rocks. sweat and steam. And uh, it's a very, it's a very, um, very steamy sort of setting. This is the, you get the same cleansing from like the sweat and stuff like that, but there's, there's no steam. It's uh it's infrared, so it, the, it's the heat that you would normally get from the sun, but without the ultraviolet rays. So like essentially sunburn. like a microwave. I mean, when you put it that way. Um, what's, yeah. this, what's flotation? What's the, what's the flotation one? Okay, so flotation you, or flirtation? It's a little bit of both, depending on how okay. you, know, you get along with the, with the person putting you in there. But uh, flotation, flotation okay. therapy. It's uh, so... Uh, a lot of people hear, hear of um, sort of float deprivation tanks. This is kind of the non-claustrophobic version of that. So you get put into a room and there's a pool that's about the size of a double bed. And it's got maybe, you know, 40, 40 to 50 centimeters of water in it, but it's got like 400 kilos of Epsom salts in it. So you actually float on the top of it. And like it's kept at your body's temperature. So the water is at body temperature. The air around the outside is at body temperature. You can barely feel the difference between whether you're in the water or outside of the water. And then they just shut the door and you're in pitch black for an hour. And they play some like, you know, cool new agey pan music through the, uh, through the speaker. So you don't go insane hearing your own thoughts. Um, but you just float there. And honestly, I kid you not, it, it, I had the feeling of just floating in the middle of vast space. So like it was, stranger things when, you know how like they go in the upside down, well, she, she enters in to try and find people and she's like pitch black. Yeah. Yeah. Except like less 
creepy and and teethy. Okay. Um, it was really cool, and and you meant to practice sort of meditation in there. But uh, being the first time that I did it, I spent about what I think was about twenty minutes just playing with the idea of space in my own head. So I'm in a pool and the pool's a double bed. There's no way that I could actually spin around in this pool because my head would hit things. But I felt myself as if I was just spinning constantly at a constant rate. Just And then I, and then I just, in my mind, I'd go, I'm going to go the other way now. And I would go the other way. Uh, and then I was like, okay, now I'm actually on the roof and I'm looking down at the floor. Like, and I was playing with all these ideas of, cause it was so dark. Like I couldn't tell when my eyes were closed or when my eyes were open. And it was just, it was the it most really scary. Like, well, I could, I could see that it could be scary. And I was actually a bit worried that I'd be a bit freaked out by it. But the great thing is, is that like, I feel like if you were ever freaked out, all you'd have to do is just reach out that little bit extra further and you would touch like the side of the pool. Well, you just hope. You just keep reaching. And oh, that is um, a nightmare. I'm never doing that now that you've, we've said that. Okay. No, no. But the moment you touch the side, like it just completely grounds you and you know exactly where you are. You know, it. you're like, you, it's just that one touch and you're like, okay, I'm on the ground, blah, 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 blah. But I just loved the, and, and I was just messing with space and I was trying to spread out as far as I could. And it was just like the feeling of just being like, just nothing like wow. you're just this, this, this thing, like this object that's in the middle. It's one of my favorite firefly episodes, just an object in space. Hmm. And it was just an intense, awesome feeling. I came out feeling so refreshed and I, I, I recommend it, man. And th- yeah, th- this okay. comes to what I was going to say. We need to have a corporate mandated spa day for the never showing podcast. Mandated or mandate? Uh, both a, ma- right. a mandate for the podcast i mean we don't really have to tell john about it i mean no besides all those toxins that like pour out of his body during the infrared sauna may actually get us drunk so man imagine imagine him in the infrared skin absorption (laughs) that's what i mean it would would just come out and like someone would be like who's been drinking peach schnapps in here yeah i mean i mean you know everyone's body is a temple but i'm pretty sure his is to dionysus the god of partying and wine. Like that's such a classy way of putting it. Like the next time I see a hobo yeah. in the middle of the street, ask like bumming for a cigarette, smelling of methylated spirits, I'm gonna be like, his body, he's donated what what, what dedicated his body to Dionys- Dionysus. Yeah. That's that's I yeah. No, I mean classy, the Greeks man. had it. I mean the Greeks had it just a whole every every year, just one big week of debauchery. I mean You can say it orgy okay well that's not mine mm. Mm. so john's not here and i feel like i'm i've got an opportunity to class yeah. this up a bit all right i mean yeah, you, yeah the dionysus was was the a great standing off it point was, man. it's a start if we start with yeah. ancient greek literature and um and mythology then we you know we're off to a good start and flotation mm. therapy i mean this is the off. foundation of modern society yep yep i, I think we're uh, i think we go well uh so we're going to pitch something tonight, aren't we, Doug? Like, because normally when you and um, John get yeah, yeah, together, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But before we get to that, yes, I do have a very, very important like question for you. Okay, okay. So <clears throat> I find, even though like in Australia, Christmas time or like the end of the year is like summertime, 
I still feel like it's that kind of cozy up comfort time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like to sort of cozy up. And so my question to you is like, what are some of your like comfort films? Oh. More of the, like, cause I know people have like comfort films where it's like, oh, I watch love actually every year and stuff like that. But I'm actually more interested in those, like, cause I know as film nerds, we have yep. some very specific tastes. Um, so I'd be curious to know what your idea of a comfort film would be. Um, I think my comfort film is any film that makes me reaffirm my view on life. And, and for, for me and both, you know, myself and, and my wife at the moment, that film's about time, um, oh, about okay. time, such a beautiful film. And we watch it once a year because it just, it's, it's sort of like, um, it's a wonderful life, really. The fact yeah. that it just reaffirms that there is good in the, in the world, there is some hope and that you, you have some control degree of control. And I think even, you know, um, we watched it just, just a couple of weekends ago and I, it, it brings you comfort because you feel like even in a world that's falling to pieces there you, you actually have some control over it you know okay. you may not be able to control time but you can control the world what about yours what's a comfort film for you i just i do love that film and it's the only time film that i enjoy rachel mcadams in because she did do a travesty yeah. to one of my favorite. Well, we don't time talk about. Movies. We don't talk about it. the fact. Eric <laughs> Benner was a terrible casting choice. Terrible, and I love Eric Benner, but terrible choice for that character. Um, weirdly enough, and I feel like this shows the great divide between us, Lachlan, because my comfort film is actually Sunshine by Danny Boyle, which is actually can be viewed as a very bleak film. Mm. It's about the end of the world about the world freezing because the sun is dying but it's about like a small group of people that go to reignite the sun um and they get attacked by someone who's gone sun crazy pretty much realistically okay okay um so and and nobody survives a uh, spoiler alert yeah so sunshine. normally normally doug spoiler alerts come before you say it's uh, Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, just, you know, about time that shit and go back and <laughs> give that. Um, but there's something so uplifting to me about the, the, the knowledge that like the ending of your life in this, in this movie uh, is about reigniting life. And I love the cyclical, a feeling of that and and somehow that like the the dread and the the thrilleriness of the movie um all sums up in the last four minutes for me where sort of they're talking about like he's spoiler so, alert yes yeah, spoiler alert yep, spoiler sorry, alert. We, we've, we've 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 covered that surely well you know. people people are a little bit you know if you about, about spoilers, spoilers yeah. So it, at the at the end of the film is just uh, the reiteration of a video that he sent back to his family, saying, "You know, uh, it takes eight minutes for sunlight to reach the Earth. Um, so when that sun hits hits you, you know, you know that that we were successful." And it's such a it's a, such a like a stoic uh, sentiment. And I really love those type of movies where it's people doing what they believe to do be the right thing to the bitter end. Yeah. There's something very uh, solemn and stoic about that. And I, and I really appreciate that about that movie. Um, speaking of Denny Boyle, 
in when we're in uh, in lockdown, and the National Theatre did uh, release some of their uh, in, in London, release some of their plays. Um, I I watched Frankenstein. Did you manage to catch Frankenstein, directed by one Danny Boyle? Man, I I wish that I had seen because there were two versions, wasn't there? Yeah. So the so there's Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller, uh, mm. both Sherlock's in their own right. Uh, one much more successful than yeah. the other American one. one. <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. But what was really interesting was, yeah, one night Johnny Lee Miller would play Frankenstein and Benedict Cumberbatch would play the Frankenstein's monster. And yeah. the next night it would swap. And so they ha- essentially were learning two two entire plays or an entire yeah. entire play for two characters. And it, it was the most fascinating. I do love how Danny Boyle takes storytelling and makes something so not human and makes it so human human yeah he does do that yeah like i'm a lot of my favorite denny boyle movies are like 28 days later and sunshine and like they actually have the same messages and the same feeling as like a million dollar uh what's the name Slumdog of that movie millionaire? slumdog millionaire mm. yes um and i feel like it has the same same feeling behind it um even train spotting to an extent has that. Um, but I, what I loved about that was how he made the act of making the art reflect on the art, you know, by being both these men playing both the monster and the creator was just, it's, and that, that extra part of the story, which isn't even on the screen. Cause like, if you, if you live in London, you're most probably only going to go see it once and you're going to go see it. You're going to see it just as itself. But then someone will say to you, Oh, you know, they switch every night and you'd be like, Oh wow. That's so cool. It just adds that extra. I can't afford 150, 150 quid. Um, But yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. Denny Boyle is, is uh, very, I'm disappointed that he got taken off of, um, of bond because I think that would have been a very interesting so how, why did he get taken off Bond? Was was there more to that? I mean, the whole Bond saga, um, we will get to pitching in a moment, but can we, Yeah, yeah. let's, we, let's just delve into that. Well, my, all that came out was creative differences. And I he think. He wanted to make it his way and they were like, no, oh, it's not really Bond. That was that Yeah, was? I feel like he wanted to really subvert a lot of the Bond things. Do you know what I mean? And I, I don't think that they're willing to, play with a franchise that large in, in the way that Denny Boyle would like to. I mean, this is speculation. All that sort of came out was it's creative differences, but he did do a lot of work on the build up to it. Yeah. So. Speaking of creative differences, um, the Snyder cut of justice league is blowing completely out of proportion. I mean, the figures on this thing, $70 million on reshoots. Reshoots. Four, that's a, that that's is a four like, minutes of new footage. That is two Deadpools. Well, that is two Deadpool films. Another film that this week we uh, is coming back to Marvel. Deadpool is going back to Marvel. It's already back because of the whole Fox merger thing. Yeah. But um, they've hired the writers and it's gone out of my head. Um, I will have a look at that. It's, it, they've hired um, Bob's Burgers. The, oh, the really? Writer, yes. The writers from Bob's wow. Burgers is writing the new Deadpool. That's going to be interesting because they're going to have to, like, he's under the house of mouse now. So he's going to have to be a bit more PG. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that, but it, you know, I, I've got a lot of trust in um, Ryan Reynolds in regards to that because, despite Wolverine Origins, like he remains steadfast to the character. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I do. I do have a good good idea for a pitch, but I I want to let you know that I um, I've I've gone down a Kickstarter rabbit hole. Oh. Okay. So, I've I've during COVID, I sort of went down this this Kickstarter rabbit hole. So, like, um, actually, like backing supporting and backing yeah, okay backing, wow backing board games um you know one of them was an awesome pirate themed one where you're in the caribbean and you're like it's were you a pirate of well uh, yes it's coming in said February, caribbean i think but you're you play as different different pirates and you're it's an app and so like the branching storylines are told on your tabletop but also in your app which i really think oh, cool. okay but but uh you know how much of a fan i am of the harry potter series um but particularly one aspect of the Harry Potter series. And yeah, I love, I like, I don't love sport. I, I hate sport, <laughs> but I love Quidditch. I, I, yeah. I know, I know players I've read, you know, Quidditch to the ages. So we've, we've had this argument before. I know because we have done and go back and listen to our Harry Potter. Um, Cause I loved your pitch about like, I love an underdog sports film. So yeah. if you want to hear an underdog sports film about Quidditch, yeah. Is it Kidditch or Quidditch? Quidditch. It is Quidditch. Okay. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. because if you just think about it, you know, if it's, the, if it's a British person saying it, it's going to be Quidditch. It has to be Quidditch. Quidditch. But anyway, um, they've released a, they're, they're kickstarting uh, a Quidditch board game where it's essentially a tabletop sporting board game. <laughs> the miniatures in it are, are incredible. You Like the base box, the base box, which is not cheap. <laughs> comes with your Ravenclaw, your Slytherin, your Hufflepuff and your um, Gryffindor yeah. houses. Um, but, and the thing that sold me, like it sold me already because it's Quidditch, but then it was yeah. a, there's a World Cup expansion where you can play as all the teams in the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, I'm spending way too much money on it. I'm just, wow. I've, I've backed it and I've backed like the all in. I'm all in the pledge, full, the full the, pledge. Like give wow. me everything that you're, you're doing. Like You know what I'm picturing? Do you remember back when you were a kid, they had like the board game, the cricket board game where like, yes, you remember that? So in, in Australia, we had this like board game. It was just pretty much like a felt cart, like a felt piece of material. And you put like a circle, like a plastic circle around it. And then you had a little like toy figure and you would flick him back and forth to like bat the ball with your cricket bat. And then you had a little overarm boulder who you kind of just like put this little like ball bearing in and just kind of like flung it. <laughs> it's very similar. I mean, there's a little <laughs> tiny quaffle that you need to move up next to your person and you, you've got your two, <laughs> your two bludgers that fly around, but it's a, it's just a two person game that um, it looks phenomenal. And yeah. it's, the, it's the game that 10 year old Lachlan would, would have loved. Would have wanted and, to play. And, and it's the game that, 32 year old Lachlan wants to play. We'll actually play. And I am going and can actually afford to buy. (laughs) So uh, how do you, how do you have a disposable income? You, you have three kids. I have four kids. I know exactly what it's like. But but once you go past, (laughs) once you go past two, then it's just sort of like, hand me downs, man. Yeah. hundred percent. Hand me downs. Yeah. I've got, I've got two girls studying um, prep next year, which is like kindergarten, like for most other places, except for Queensland. And um, like, we're like talking about like, okay, well, we have to buy new shirts. Oh no, no. Sophie's grown out of her shirts. We'll give them shirts. <laughs> so everything just goes straight down. That's the, yeah. the, the joy of, of, um, of having like the same, 
you know, like going from girl to girl. Yeah. Um, it's a harder because you've got a, a younger girl, but all older boys. So yeah. like there'll be some hand-me-downs, but a lot of, she'll most probably be oh, asking well, the, for things. The beauty is, man, get. we've got, we've got like 11 cousins, like mm. we've got 11 nephews and nieces who are all like, most of them are at the same school. So yeah. it's like. Sweet. Board game money. <laughs> sort of. Um, <laughs> That's the board game money. <laughs> <laughs> I would have spent this much there, yep. so we're just going to put it over here. Yeah, yep. I mean, well, my my argument is always that a board game is going to bring the family together, and and, my and wife, you're the only one playing. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah keeps saying it's like, what happens if the kids grow up and they do not want a thing about with your board games? I'm like, well, then I have sad. no I, children. <laughs> I will disown them. There's three of them. There's a good chance that one of them will play with games with me. <laughs> speaking uh, speaking of dispose before you like, I know you want to get to your pitch, but like uh, speaking of disposable income i actually bought myself the ps5 Mm -hmm. yes indeed and what have you been awesome what have you been playing Uh, mostly ps4 games yeah that's fine (laughs) because like uh they they had the playstation plus uh now i think it's called the playstation Uh, and it's the collection or something is that ps collection that's what it is and it's the top 20 sort of best sellers of the ps4 but like uh, remastered a lot of them are for the ps5 so i've been playing like fallout for god of war uh, uncharted for the last of us like they're all like you know to buy these games even today even if they're at like 30 bucks each like that's like 600 dollars worth of games yeah that's that's awesome yeah yeah so that's that's been taking up a lot of my time lately nice and a nice machine works well what's your review what's your review of the ps5 okay you can definitely tell that it's faster right like that that's a given i don't have a 4k tv so i'm not really getting the higher graphic density blah 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 blah. but i'm definitely getting the the faster stronger vibe of the ps5 the the most game-changing thing for me is actually the controller Mm mm-hmm and the reason for that is that the haptic control on, on the trigger buttons. When I first felt those, I was like, holy moly, like it's just a different in, inversive environment. And the, the rumble is point specific now. Ooh. So back with the PS4, it used to, I think it may have like rumbled at the front and rumbled at the back. This one can actually like almost like dot points rumble in certain places. So one of the games you get free is like a trial game, like to, to test the limits of the, the controllers and stuff like that. And you're walking through and it starts to rain and you put up an umbrella and you can actually feel like the little, like, like the little raindrops and it's all separate rumbles on your controller, which is a very magical experience. I just realized I talked about five minutes about a controller, but that's not, that's this is my life, but this is, I think this podcast has always been about looking at storytelling and the way that stories are told. Like we, we, we've yep. obviously talked more about film, but mm-hmm. video games as we've covered before is like huge medium. It's, it's way, it's, it's a much more profitable medium than film at the moment. Yep. And so, and like COVID really didn't slow anything down with games. No. Um, so I think, I think it is like the, then the dual sense controller is definitely worth talking about because it is, it's a game changer. Like there's, um, you know, they were talking about Deathloop, which is a, a game coming out um, where you've got to kill eight targets, I think, in in 24 hours of game in game time, and you can do that in any way you want. But each gun in it is 
has a different setting on the controller. So depending on yeah. what gun you've, you've got, the, the, the triggers are going to be different, which blows mm. my mind. And the trigger may be harder to pull or yeah. maybe like a, a hair trigger. It's yeah, it's, it's incredible what they can, what they can do with it now. It's really, really cool. But definitely not one for the kids to be um, holding. I'm assuming the dual sense is definitely not one for the kids to be holding. I'm assuming. So get this. So the, there's a cute game that comes with it. So I let my kids have a play and literally like two, like a 12, 12 hours later, I'm playing it and the button sticking their filthy sticky hands mm-hmm. with the chocolate and, honeys and i don't like i don't even feed my kid chocolates and honeys yeah but their hands where'd they get them it's there it's like they're being like it's just teleported there and and they're all clammy man i love my kids but they're clammy yep they're all sweaty kids are gross Ugh. Uh, so, um, are you ready for this pitch let me let me well yes but this is i you've got an you've got an opportunity here lachlan because there were some, there were some wild inferring accusations made when John joined me on the podcast, and you were unable They're to join us because of the, What's were... what's John's excuse tonight? What is John's excuse? What now he says a learning emergency. He says that he's filming Santa. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean the fact we didn't question it means we're sort of used to these. But well, could it be that he just saw? a kind of burly man with a white beard walking down the street and just thought, I will follow this man to the ends of the earth <laughs> and just started following down the streets of Brisbane. Cause I feel like this is a legitimate possibility. Yeah. You know, um, uh, he, he could have, yeah, he could have got, he could have rabbit hole very, maybe we should have checked up on. He said, that we first. need, we need photographic evidence. We need John. When you listen to this, you need to get onto our social medias and you need to show us a picture of this so-called Santa that yeah. you spent the night with. Yep. Um, because quite frankly, quite frankly, we don't believe that you actually are, are, are filming Santa because he would be really busy in the North Pole right now. So that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly whoever is, right. Whoever this person is that you are filming, it's not Santa. And quite frankly, we, we think that that's, that's, you know, I don't know. And I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. John has a penis. Yeah, can I can I actually clarify that now that he's not on the podcast? What what like listening That's... to the podcast, it was so out of the blue. Like I mean, <laughs> he could have just as easily said I have a nose. I yes. have a tongue. I have five fingers. Auckland like, is the capital of New Zealand. It was such Like a it could have been anything. Thing. But I, I love like that was his like big reveal. That was just like the the that that anatomy was his big reveal. Um, I think it's very telling of what John thinks about most yeah. days. We do need to plan that intervention. Yeah, we we actually do. And <laughs> I I actually like I don't know. Like, let, hang on, just let me get this. This is this is I the like banner that I made. That's a lot like, of glitter. Yeah, well, I wanted to keep it bright, like you know, because happy intervention. Uh, yeah, like we're gonna intervene in a positive way mm. instead of being like you're affecting me in this way. Okay. Uh, so yeah, should we work so. on songs like "It's Your Intervention Day"? Oh, happy intervention! intervention day. We're getting into your life. Intervention. But the problem is, maybe we'll talk to your wife. <laughs> Can I just say this? What? 
what are we actually going to intervene for? Like there is such a long list. Is it like a case of picking the hill we die on or is it like... That's, it's a good question because like an intervention sort of is like interceding in a specific aspect of a lifestyle. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like I, I feel like there's no separate aspect of John's lifestyle that we could pinpoint accuracy no. so to say no. you need to lessen up on this because the other thing I'm worried about is that like he's developed this sort of eco like no no he's developed well yeah but he's developed this eco cycle where his body runs on you know hell you know energy drinks mixed with vodka yeah and if if we take away the vodka i'm afraid like it'll be like it'll be like if you took water away from someone he would just he would die in three days so we have to wean him off well, no, but if we like, it's if you wean someone off water, they would just get sicker eventually and and die. I, I feel like he it's, his, his body lifeblood. requires this for a few. I feel like he saying? is an. I feel like John is a new breed of man. Mm. Ran on alcohol, cigars, tobacco, and hookers. He is the nineteen sixties alpha man. <laughs> He's, 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 like John, John should have been born in the 1960s. Well, no, not in the 1960s. Should no, he, should, the he 1940s. should have been his heyday. Should we should have been the 1960s? His heyday should have been the 1960s. And I mean, you could see him in some bell-bottom jeans, mm-hmm. just hanging around the place, and with this, with the, with the very thin mustache. I could, I could see him. I could see him doing a lot of different type of films. He would have, he mm. would have a lot of different films under his belt by now. If this was the seventies and the seventies, the very again, you're very classy because you don't come out and say porn. Mm. You you leave it I'm up to the it. imagination of the listener, and and I because dear you know listeners, what, I, you guys aren't stupid. I I, don't, I appreciate that you about like, you. I appreciate that about you. I'm not going to point um, out look, obvious body parts. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It's just, I, it's very interesting. I, I was it's very I, interesting. I didn't know what to say, to be honest. Cause I'm like, yes, no. Like what's the, <laughs> what, what's, anyway. the what's the socially acceptable answer here? There is no anyway, so uh, stop, stop wasting time. What's, what's your, what's your pitch? I actually think we don't have time for it. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, we we've, we've reached our limit. Man. We do not have the yes. Zoom is about the to Zoom die. is about to end. Um, yeah. You know that's, what? I'll say how that. funny is that that that's a relatable like problem now? Like, <laughs> that's like that could be in a that could be a Seinfeld quote. It's like yeah. my Zoom's about to die. Like before COVID, it was like okay, this is a tool for maybe a couple of people who are doing it remote. Now it's like yep. no, this is this is modus operandi. Yeah, um, we were using Zoom before it was cool. I just want to put that out there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just. Putting that out there, we were cool. Which was which was actually fascinating because we discovered it about a month. And we're like, this is really cool. This is this is a really cool platform for keeping in touch. And then obviously, yeah. it became the platform. Um, the platform. Yeah. We should have invested in those stocks when we had the chance. Uh, I'll look. I'll save my. <laughs> I will save my. Save the pitch for another day. When. Another day. Um, but th- this is what I want you. You're gonna you're gonna upload this episode, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. You do this. I just want you to name it. Uh, Doug. Lachlan and the ever rising importance of homogeny in an anti-establishmentarian state. Mm-hmm. And then just in the subject, just put when you know, you know, 
And so nobody will know what that's about until they listen to the very end <laughs> of the podcast. And then we'll know who the real fans are. I love that. Yep. We're going to definitely do that. That's, uh, <laughs> Yep. I've forgotten. I've forgotten what I've said. So I hope that you've written it. Down. Well, the the beauty of a recorded medium is I can always go back and listen to it again. I've, but I, of course, Wait, I've written it down because it's me. Um, you can go back and listen to this again. Yeah. Do you not listen to it again? What type of sorcery is this? Do you not listen to these again. Well, no. I mean, when I edit them together, I kind of have to listen to them, but I kind of just uh, drown it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen to it and I love listening to the Never Showing podcast. It's yeah. one of my favorite podcasts you can, to listen uh, to. You can catch us every week, uh, but you can also catch us on our socials at Never Showing, uh, the Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, we're on the facey of the book. Yeah. And if you see John walking down the street, don't light a naked flame near him. It could be flammable. Yep. That Temple of Dionysus is going to go in the flames. <laughs> it's going to go sky high. <laughs> uh, yes. So the socials, uh, never showing podcast. Uh, we love you. Um, and thanks uh, for- we've got, we've got our Christmas uh, film court coming up. Remember that very exciting is. And the Christmas hard. pitch, which is always fun. It's always fun. I, I- I feel like we should say like, this is going to be a hallmark Christmas movie pitch. Yes. I, I feel like we should limit ourselves. I feel like through that limits, we shall have creativity. So uh, the enabling constraint of the, oh, uh, of the abstraction, see, which is a DVD. You class in the place have. up. Um, wait, yes, did I you give still you have back that DVD? No, no, you did not. It's on my Doug shelf. I'm looking at it right now. No, on your Doug Is there more to the Doug shelf? Is there no, like it's literally just that? It's just that. And it's just like a, a picture of me looking at you disapprovingly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do it and I'm like, yeah, no, stuff yeah. you, man. I sent you one for every occasion. So when you send that back, you can just, you can put the one where it's like this guy. Yeah. It's just yeah. me smiling. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an interchangeable thing. I just, I change it yeah. depending on how you're feeling about me Absolutely. And, and my keeping of all your it, it's, it's a mood photo. That's what it is. But it's, it's specifically telling mood. of my mood say, towards you. Mood, not nude. Cause that's, that's, that's John. That's what John receives. I get a well, nude photo. He gets a nude photo. You get the top half of the photo. Okay. Oh. The bottom half goes to John. <laughs> oh dear listeners we will, and we on, will catch you next week yes absolutely we love you, you later Bye. Bye. well that's all the pictures and time we have for this week but it doesn't have to stop here head over to our social medias facebook instagram and twitter all three of us are ready and waiting to discuss all things film television and pop culture we also want to hear about your pictures and ideas if you've got your own take on this week's film we would love to hear it and we'll be back next week with more movies and more pictures so join us here again Again, for the Never Showing Podcast, your company is always welcome, especially yours, Harrison Ford. John, no. no. Oh, my God. He does this every time. He doesn't care. Anyway, until next time, I'm Doug. I'm Lachlan. And I'm John. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Have a beautiful time.